joining us today for another episode of What's Your Why Wednesday. Today, I am joined by the lovely Kate O'Moore. She is the Chief Product Officer at Finance of America. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. And we're going to dive right in. Most of us accidentally made our way into the mortgage industry, but we stayed in the industry because it's tied to our personal and professional why. So Kate, can you please share with us what's your why? So you're completely right. I did not grow up thinking I wanted to be a mortgage banker. Um, I, at some point or another, thought I wanted to be president. And then I had some idea that I was going to be the next Prada. Uh, so the only thing that is consistent here is that I knew I wanted to be a leader of people. People. And so I've always really wanted to make a difference and felt like a strong calling to make the world a better place. So given that it's an interesting period in our time with, you know, shifting paradigms, society is evolving. We've got AI, automation, so many things, right? My real why is my passion for changing the way we contribute value to society. Hmm. So we all have to have a job, right? We all have to earn money. We all have to support ourselves, our family. And my thing is like, what can we do as leaders to make that experience have purpose and meaning for people, right? To really empower people to be that best version of themselves. Um, I always think of it as, can I provide them with a platform on which they can find and realize that like self-actualization if they're willing to do that work, right? I love that. I love that. And Kate, it's so interesting because, I mean, believe me, me and you are speaking the same language here. And so many times, especially when you're new to a career, right? So take us back to, you know, when we first came in, we're kind of looking around and we're trying to see, okay, that person is in a leadership role and that person's in a leadership role. So what are they doing that I can maybe mirror or I can kind of do the same thing? Now, that's important. We're not saying that's wrong. But to truly reach the highest level, you have to be, you have to look internally and you have to pull out where your gifts are. And when you apply that, that's when you really get to the highest. So how do you do that? And and also tell me, you know, from a leadership role, what can leaders in our industry do to make a difference in the lives of our team members? So give us some examples. So I've got a couple different ways that I look at this, right? One of the ways that I look at this is about changing the culture within your team, right? A lot of people are about power, control. I'm going to win at all costs kind of attitude. And I, and I can see that where people are very motivated to make themselves Uh, look better to get ahead at all costs, right? I think that as leaders, it's our job to instill empowerment, gratitude, trust, and be part of changing the way that we look at that, that there's a rising tide lifting all boats. There's room for everyone to have a voice, right? And I know it's an unpopular opinion among executives to say that control is an illusion, but I can't tell you how many times I see studies that talk about executives wanting to go back into the office because they like to be able to walk around to each individual, pull them in. I think I can control you because I can see you, right? And the reality is, is you can't control people. You can't control, you can't control me. I certainly can't control you. We are definitely not in control of our employees. I hate to break this to everyone, but we're not. 
right? And, and that really, at the end of the day, it's about inspiring respect and cooperation. And I want to tell you a, a story about I was recruiting. Yes. I was, I was recruiting someone. And I was going through the interview process and on paper, they looked amazing. And I have been really looking for a head, a team lead for this group. And I thought I had found this person. And she said, what are the next steps? You know, I've had this great interview with you. What are the next steps? And I said, you're going to be interviewing with the team of people that you're going to be leading and they're going to choose you. Wow. They have a deciding vote. And then if you make it past them, then you can meet the other executives that are in this decision-making process. Okay. And I hung up. I thought that was great. We're going to schedule this follow-up interview. And I'm talking to my recruiter and she says to me, I don't think this is the right fit. I said, what? Fantastic. What are you talking about? And she said, she came to me and said, I think it's weird that she lets her employees have a voice in who leads them. And wow. Yeah. You, you dodged a bullet. You honestly yes. dodged a bullet there. Wow. Yes. And, and I had this realization that, you know, command and control style leadership, and we're all, most of us for the most part are into leader servitude. You would think that that was dead, but there is still this idea that I want that there is fear associated yeah. with the idea that I am not in control and that it, you know, by not giving people direct feedback, by not putting them in a place where they can succeed, by not leading with compassion, people mistake compassion as weakness and compassion <laughs> and feedback and creating environments of real psychological you safety. Know, but, is- but Kate, you know, you have to care about someone to give them feedback because if you do not care about them or their growth or them being happy and successful you don't give them feedback you actually just leave them alone so the best thing you can ever do is care about your team members enough to want to have them grow and get better and learn and coach them up and develop them Wow. I love that story. That is amazing. I know. And I think how I get there, like, honestly, how I get there when I start to think about self-actualization is I think it's very simple. If I could break this down into leadership nuggets for someone. To me, this goes back really simply. And you hit the nail on the head when you talked about not being able to change people. This is not about, I'm going to change you. It's not my job to evolve you or to be your psychological safety net at all times, right? My job is to empower you and give you a platform so I think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs here and I think oh yeah I know it (laughs) right right the base thing that people need is physiological right and so that we help provide that through a job right the next is safety right keep creating that psychological safety stability predictability predictability is key to great leadership being predictable right consistent being consistent, consistent, predictable in a, in a good way, right? Yeah. Not like predictable in a bad way, but like consistent people know when I, you know, if I do something wrong, I know I'm going to, someone's going to talk to me. If I do the right thing, I know I'm going to get rewarded. Um, and the next is social needs. It's not about managing to your most popular employees. It's about creating belonging and inclusion for all people, right? All people, all ages, all diversities, all um, appearances, you know, whoever they are, giving them all an opportunity to feel like they're accepted. And then the next is the self-esteem piece, which we can do this, right? Recognition, 
confidence, offering them opportunities to master what they're doing and creating independence by not being micromanagers, right? And then that's where you are empowering them to get to the that highest, place. That's right. To yeah. the highest point. And, and it seems so basic, but yet, and, and listen, Seems that way. Again, you and I are on the same page 100%. And it's so interesting to me because, listen, when, when I came into the mortgage industry, just this conversation would have been, what in the world are those two aliens speaking about? Like, literally, they're speaking a language I do not understand. So I know we've come a long way. I also know we have a long way to go, right? So I think, you know, when I say this all the time, I think just the fact we're having these conversations is wonderful. But of course, now we have to act on it. And I know for you, mentorship is a very, very big piece of this. So please share with us what, I mean, I, I always believe we should always be a mentee and a mentor at all times. So please share your thoughts on that. I, you know, I got to tell you that there are several people who've had a profound effect in my life. And I am so grateful to those individuals for stepping up to the plate and for, for being there for me. And I have to tell you, when I first started out in my career, uh, I finally got to a role that was no longer kind of on the line on the widget factory. And I made it into a role where I was doing more executive level work, leadership, true leadership. And I had a leader who really offered me that platform. He empowered me. He let me work you know, remote from wherever. He trusted me. He gave me timely feedback about how I could advance my career and develop myself. Um, little places where if I just tweaked it a little, I could run meetings better and really took that time to invest in me. And I felt over the moon. And he was the one who... By working for him, I was like, I want to give that to other people. I want to be in a leadership role and I want to give that to other people. And it was through that experience that I was able to say, hey, I think I could make a difference for the way that this man has made a difference for me. And so that led me into making a decision to get into a, an actual leadership role, managing a large team. And again, it was another individual who, when I took that role, introduced me to, to, to um, leader servitude, right? And he was the one that ingrained into me that being a leader servant, you know, not managing through email, all these little tiny things, taking the time to invest in me, right? And have me see the bigger picture of how I could really apply this idea I had in my head that I wanted to be a, a you know, a change agent. I wanted to make a difference I wanted to have these people enjoy coming to work and enjoy Mondays, right? And, and have all of that come together. And it was, it, he really made that difference by investing in me and believing in me and seeing that I had the, the raw um, ability to replicate that and taking the time to, to learn and to coach and to help me find other leaders at the company to help mentor me as well in different areas that were maybe not my strengths. And that brings me to today. I have a mentor who is the reason that I'm in my career and the reason I am where I am. And he is a constant source of advice and guidance in an often rough sea. And I can look back and say to you, I would not be where I am today if people didn't believe in me 
invest in me and go above and beyond, which is a big reason that, you know, I've now started to mentor people because I think that it's just so important and has honestly, it is everything for me. I agree. So to the person that's listening to this right now, that wants to get to that next level, but they're afraid, right? They're not sure who they should mentor with or how to approach them or what's, what's your piece of advice for them? I think mentorship is always about a two-way street. I think that mentorship is creating a friendship and a relationship at the end of the day that's you know based on trust, based on vulnerability, and based on the ability to come and talk to that person and genuinely say, hey, I had this problem today in a meeting and it's like, you know, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. And then that person is able to break that down for you and, and really be able to solve that. And I think that I give to my mentor as much as my mentor gives to me at the end of the day. And that is very important. That really is very important because it always has to be a give and take. It can never be one-sided. Otherwise it's not a relationship, right? It's not a relationship unless there's two people involved, at least two people. Agreed. Agreed. I think it's about relationship building. And I think it's about um, understanding how you two can offer, um, you know, a symbiotic relationship to each other in some way and and finding and building those relationships. And a lot of those relationships uh, started with people who at the time started as my manager. And then as I rose in my career were mentors to me or, you know, laterally moved. And that for me is how I've ultimately built that. Um, And then I think there's also places you can go. uh, Like one is uh, I am now doing a volunteer project for um, women in product and uh, offering my time as a mentor there uh, to other women who are rising in their career. Because one of the things I think is so important is that sometimes as women, we face different types of issues. And it's really helpful to be able to talk to another woman who's been there and understands like how to operate in that kind of environment and how to navigate that with ease and grace. And so, uh, you know, I would say to anyone who's looking for a mentor to definitely do some research on that. There are resources outside of your company. If you are not, there is maybe not a formal mentorship program available, which I think is very common for a lot of people, but there are resources outside of your company, find someone you admire and start building a relationship with them. And I I think think that's great. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's great. And, and again, thankfully in this year and beyond, you are seeing more groups popping up, whether it's women, whether it's another culture, whether it's specific to your job role, you know, wherever you want to fit in, they're out there. Mm -hmm. Keep your eyes open, ask the questions, keep looking around because where you fit and where you feel most comfortable is based on a personal situation. No one size fits all for every single individual. So keep your eyes and your ears open, ask those questions. And when you find that group that you just click, form those relationships and dive into it, you know, really be part of it. Don't just be there to take, also give because it's beneficial on both sides. And I think that's really great advice. And this ties us to our final question. So you've come in, you've learned so much, you've given so much. What do you want your legacy to be? What do you want to leave behind? I really want to empower the next generation of leaders 
who make a difference in the lives of the people they touch. So if we can help overcome injustices, like systematic issues and normalize, I really wanna normalize bringing your authentic self to work. Like whoever that goofy person is, I wanna meet them and I wanna work with them. And I want that to be who we are. So if I can do anything and change that in the life of one person, encourage one leader to go down this path, um, I think I will have accomplished my life's purpose. Well, I think that is a wonderful mission. I think that is a fabulous legacy. And, you know, when you were speaking about that next generation, you know, it's interesting that we, we know this, that as children, that's our authentic self, how we were as children. And unfortunately, we get twisted and twisted to conform into whatever that looks like in their path. And unfortunately, at some sometimes, and most people, they've forgotten who that authentic child was. They've twisted so many ways for so long, they've forgotten. So yes, it all starts with us as leaders to encourage people to go back to that authentic self and let them know. I love that you said that, whatever it is, right? Whatever it is, be your best self and authentic self because that's when you are at your most comfortable, most vulnerable, your peak to be able to accomplish anything. So I love that legacy. I'm with you. I am there to encourage you and everyone else around to stay on that path. Kate, we thank you so much for sharing. These were great insights and great takeaways of how to take action and become your best self at all times. Thank you for joining us and we wish you all the best. Thanks, Laura.